Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching each episode. And continue, please, to share with your friends and family members and colleagues. And don't forget to leave a rating or review if you feel this is a uh, awesome show. And you can connect to all of my social media on the parade deck. Just look in the show notes or you can put in the search engine Mario P. Fields Parade Deck and get all access to my social media. Well, let's get ready to interview another guest who is willing to remove their armor to help other people. Everyone, welcome back to On Armor Talk podcast. Uh, I'm still your host in 2024 as we go to rapidly approach year number four of producing amazing episodes, Mario P. Fields. And before I get to today's amazing guest, thank you guys again for sharing, subscribing, and listening to each episode. We're on 104 episodes. And out of the 103 previous, including this one, every time you guys listen, download, and share, you are generating charitable dollars that's supporting Steel Serving Incorporated. And just so you guys know, last year we raised $10,000. I don't have the little button. And every year our goal is $10,000. So continue to support us, continue to watch, share, donate if you can. And let's make a difference in Pitt County, North Carolina for students in low income communities. Help me break that cycle of poverty, man. Do student development with those positive skills. I'm done with the admin. Let's get to our amazing guest who's willing to remove his armor to help other people. Today, we have a United States Army veteran. Now you know the deal, man. You know, I'm a Marine, so <laughs> you got nothing against the Army. I know it. I know. It's okay. And he is the international president of Mu Beta Phi Military Fraternity Incorporated. Michael Harris, what's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much, Mario. Thank you for having me, man. I, I really appreciate it. Um, look forward to the opportunity, man, to sit here and you know have a conversation with you and and, and your and your viewers, man, and uh, see if we can uh you know get some things moving and get some interesting people in here and help you uh reach that goal that you're looking for. Right, right, and same, same for you. What you guys are doing, and it it seems like we've been trying to get this episode since 1788, man. But now we're here, and we and we're about to do it. So, can you tell the listeners and viewers, Michael, just a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, 54, married, four kids, two grandchildren. Um, I served in the you know United States Army for four years. I, I joined straight out of high school in 1987. Um, did four years. I got out in 1991. Um, and the, uh, military provided a slingshot for me in, in, into, you know, the workforce coming back. You know, I, I spent you know, the first 15 years as a corrections officer. Wow. Uh, the last 15 years I spent as a parole agent all in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, <clears throat> the military prepares you for, for a job like that, which is, you know, true. And, uh, me being at the parole office is how I got to Mu Beta Phi. You know, um, friend of mine's uh he uh, a co-worker of mine's he joined in, in the summer of 2018 and uh he came back and was telling me about it. And I was like, man, I don't have time for this fraternity stuff, man. Ain't nobody gonna have me in school days doing nothing <laughs> I ain't supposed to be doing. You know, so that's just a small bit about me, nothing much, man. Man, with a couple of things, and you guys know I learned more about the guest on the interview than I do prior to it. Phil's family's from Pennsylvania. 
You know, so first of all, you know, you got a special place in my heart. My dad is from Pennsylvania. All my uncles, I mean, the majority of the Fields family is from Pennsylvania. And then, you know, to go from the United States Army to correctional, you know, officer to now an international president of a military fraternity. Tell us a little bit about the fraternity. And then I I want to talk about this, this journey. What, what, talk to us, man. Yeah, well, you know, Mu Beta Phi um, Military Fraternity Incorporated. It, it was a it was a vision and idea by you know um, three military um, veterans uh, uh, and active duty service members. Um, our founder, Dr. Gary Amos, a retired U.S. Navy um, sailor, um, Sergeant Clifton Powell. He's a U.S. Army veteran. I think he's still he's about to retire. I think, um, and uh, our Air Force Tech Sergeant. Uh, Darren uh, Coney, they all came together one day, man, down in South Carolina and and, and came with the idea that there needs to be some kind of resource or organization that can help our veterans. And uh, they came with the idea that, you know, maybe we can provide those resources and at the same time provide a brotherhood that could, you know, help us get to the goal of, you know, eradicating veteran homelessness. And that was the main goal of, you know, a Mu Beta Phi. Now, it's changed over the year. I shouldn't say it's changed. It's kind of improved over the years mm-hmm. about what it is that we want to we want to do. We've incorporated um, the act of eradicating veteran homelessness. We started a youth mentor program. Uh, you know, our Herculean effort has now grown even more. And the overall community service to the community as a whole is what where's Mu Beta Phi is now. Um, I can go on, man, for days about, you know, where we're at and what we're trying to do and and the accomplishments we made um but the 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 greatest thing is you know seeing that we can provide a service and need for veterans that don't know i mean you you know as yourself you know serving that you know the the veteran hasn't always been the center of the governmental focus you know we serve our time we come home and we kind of disappear into the abyss you know, they tell us we have things out there, but no one ever provides some kind of avenue for you to get there. And that's, that trend has went on uh, for so many years. And I say that because my father, United States Marine Corps veteran, uh, during his Vietnam, you know, time, and, you yeah. know, the discussions we would have with him, he says, you know, those early veteran years, man, you know, we didn't get that attention. We didn't know we had resources. So organizations like New Beta Five, that's our goal. We want to get to our veterans. We want to let them know, hey, we're here to help you. We're going to point you in the right direction. We may not be able to directly get you what you need, but we can find you the resources and the avenues to get to where you need to get to. Right. And, and you know, when I went on your website, I I love the positive impact. I love how I was able, like you said, Michael, to see the growth and and just still serving. I mean, you know, that's the name of our company, Still Serving Incorporated. There is another company out there that's called Still Serving without the ink. So I, that's why I always say incorporated. Uh, but making that positive impact, you know, doing a couple of years, you know, one, two, three, four or 30 years and then coming out to the community and, and doing great things. But now. He, so here you are, comfortable, 54 years young, still look like you're 29, my friend. And, my, you know, and you're this international, not not local, not you know, not domestic, <laughs> international president when you were offered this position or whatever how did you feel were you prepared for this 
not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because it wasn't, you know, when, when I joined UA5, it wasn't my intentions to even come nowhere even close to this. It was my strict I- intention and idea that I, I'm going to participate as much as possible. I'm going to provide as much insight as I possibly can. And I was going to sit back, man, and stay in the shadows. You know, I, I'd rather be the guy behind the scenes than up front. And it kind of, it kind of, it, it, it moved fast. Because see, when I joined uh, in our local um, chapter here in Philadelphia, it was only like eight of us. And mm-hmm. we used to have a little powwow in the circle and everybody had two or three jobs to do. I actually started off as the, uh, the, uh, the SAA. And then we got a few more people and I became the community service director. <laughs> and I sat there as a the community service director. And that was 2018. Come around 2020, it was now time for a new president for the local chapter. And I, I said, okay, I, I'll do it. It ain't too much limelight there. And I sat there for, for you know, about a year. And we had a, a, a summons event, a, a national summons in, in Miami. And, you know, the at the time, the, the current uh, elected vice president, one, had some own personal issues and he had to step down. I get approached by, you know, the current president at the time and the founder asking, would I consider stepping in as in an intern basis? And I really was like, boy, this is not really where my plan is supposed to, you know, take me. This is not my idea. But I felt a commitment to the fraternity that if I could fill the void, even on a temporary basis, then not a problem. I'll, I'll do it. I sat there for the last two years. And I, I want to say, I guess my personal impact or or how people view me is what catapulted me into the seat you know mm-hmm. it came you know i would get a lot of questions hey you're gonna run for president hey you're gonna do this and i kept saying nah i like where i'm at i ain't you know too much limelight or whatever and but i had a conversation with you know not only my wife and some you know some of the other members that are, that i'm close to and it was like well listen you know, you would be the perfect person to move our fraternity forward, man. And and, and you shouldn't pass up opportunity. You could do great things. And so I thought about it as a whole, like what I have as a leader, can the fraternity use? Is it going to help us get to, you know, that goal of eradicating veteran homelessness? So I rolled the dice, man, and, and put my name on the ballot. And, you know, here I sit six, Six months in, I got officially uh, seated in, in July at our national summit. So I'm six months in and um moving forward, full steam ahead, man. Wow. You know, and and, and I love how you mentioned the, the power of your personal brand, like your reputation and, and how your reputation was, you know, you didn't even have to speak. Your reputation and your personal brand was doing the speaking. It was also doing the the uh, influencing of opportunities. Um, it, at any point, did you experience the emotion of fear? You know, what, what if, at, cause sometimes people get promoted and it's, it could seem like a great thing, but in reality, you could also have some fears associated with it. Did you have any? Oh yeah. At, from the, from, you know, i tell you, I didn't have no fears when I was going through the process of, of campaigning for it. I figured, like you said, I will let my achievements that I've done speak for themselves. You know, I would let my personal demeanor and my own actions mm-hmm. and conversations speak for itself. And once it finally set in, I'm like, man, now I'm like, 
am I going to really be able to do this job? Am I going to be able to live up to the expectations? So now I had to fear about um, the decisions I have to make. You know, I also had a fear. Am I going to lose colleagues and friends mm. in the position? Because, you know, as you go through and you become a leader, people are always happy for you. But then when, you know, you have to make those harsh decisions, you can lose a lot of friends as you move up, you know, to change. So I think that was like the biggest fear that I had that, that, that the people that supported me the most, if I had to turn the tides and make a tough decision that may involve them, would they still be, you know, my friends? I think that was the biggest fear of doing the job, not necessarily doing the job, but the losing the, the confidence and the support of the people around me is probably what the biggest fear was. Yeah, Michael, that is a great point. Interesting, because I'm when I was listening to you, I even started reflecting back on my entire professional journey. And I never really heard someone put it that way. And it's true that you, you're getting promoted to anything. It could be in a position in the private sector, the military, you get a you know a promotion to the next higher rank. And, and you, you're silently struggling with this fear of me and Michael were cool. Now I, Michael works for me. <laughs> right. And, so how did you, and, and this would, I believe this would be a great episode for a lot of folks in all industries. How did you think through that where you're responding um, to this emotion and not reacting in this position? Um, you know, a after, after a while, I, I did have to take, I took a step back and, and thought about it. And I, I said to myself, and I had to be completely honest that those, those people around me, or if they're truly, my friends are truly supportive of me, then they'll have a complete understanding of the job that I have to do and why I have to make certain decisions that may not be pleasant for everybody, but I have to, Think about the big picture, which is the fraternity and the organization as a whole. What's best for us all as an entire body rather than an individual? So I had to sit back and think about it like that. Then I also had to tell myself, so, you know, I am who I am. And I'm the same person I was before I became the international president. Right. Exact same way. Uh, I conversate the same, same way. I think the same way. I provide the same amount of respect that I did when I was not the president. So I would hope that that would take and people would take that and view that and that would make it a lot easier for me to adjust to, you know, being in the position and not having that fear as much. And once I got that settled in my mind that, you know, hey, I'm still the same person and, you know, they're either going to love me or hate me. I know it's a harsh thing to say, but it is really the truth. They're either going to love me or hate me. And, and you know, uh, the first few the, the first few months, man, in the six month thing. You know, you come in as a leader and, you know, you provide change, you provide new direction, new structure. And let me tell you, everybody's not happy and you get pushback. But I have to stand, you know, stand the state on, on the line and keep pushing forward because there's a greater goal at the end. And, you know, it takes time for people to adjust to, to new leadership. It's working out for the most part. So I'm good right, right now. <laughs> it it. You know, we I, I also hear folks talk about the power of mentorship, and 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 I love how you you know eloquently talked about your process of thinking through uh, these emotions. Because again, this unarmed unarmed talk podcast like to focus on to think is a choice, and 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 to react that's natural to humans. Right? So, so with all of that said, it did you have any mentors? 
or anyone in your network that you relied on that also helped you navigate this new position um, as now the international president of Mu Beta Phi? So not not coming directly from from Mu Beta Phi. Um, my experience through 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 life is what it is. I had I've had some great leaders that I've worked for through corrections, mm -hmm. through parole, through the military, which that I pattern a lot of the things that I do after them. You know, I had an understanding that being a leader, I'm one of those that believe that, you know, to be a good leader, you got to be able to educate those around you. You just can't say, do this, do that, and not provide directions or instructions. And you also believe you got to lead by example. You know, in the military, it was always told to me that I'm never going to tell you to do nothing that I haven't done or wouldn't do myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I've always been. I've come across leaders that will tell people to do this and do that. And they've never, ever <laughs> even got close to doing what they're giving the directions to doing. And, you know, and in the field of corrections and parole, you know, those are dangerous situations you can get into. So right. I'm not going to send you in somewhere that I have no experience in because we won't know how to deal with the situation. So, you know, that that leadership there. And then when I and I started going through, you know, Mubay Fund, I got to the seat. Now, our founder is probably the greatest mentor there is now. I mean, he his knowledge about the, the organization, not just Mubay Defy, but organizations in general and the process and the ins and outs and the, the, the way to, you know, conversate and the, and the directions you have. You know, that's you know, I get a lot of that from him. And I think that's what gets me, makes it even more comfortable to sit here. But I am, right. as a leader, one of the things you mentioned about mentoring, I believe, like I said, to be a good leader, you got to mentor those below you so they can come up to your level because you're not going to always be sitting here. So you got to, it's just like, you know, educate. You got to prepare the future to take over because I can't sit here forever. So I have to prepare someone to come behind me. And I think that's like one of the greatest things about being a leader. When you can teach other people how to be, you know, an outstanding leader. Yeah, and, and Michael, you can see it in your bones virtually, man. I, I, I mean, you're, uh, you, you know, you know, being authentic, everybody. I mean, Michael gave us some wonderful, wonderful tips and being authentic. Be you, be yourself, be authentic. I am who I am. Be consistent, and definitely, if it's not in your bones, if it's not a passion, then why, why people will know. And why you guys, yeah, you can see it. So I know you're having fun. And I'm not going to keep you much longer or you'll invoice me. I know you will, man. And I have to send you a check. <laughs> but, no, not at all, man. I Listen, uh, this right here is um, I, I love it. I mean, I love being able to, to speak to you know people and, and, and let people know that, you know, that there's we're out here. So I love coming on any opportunity I can come on on your show, man, for for any reason whatsoever. Never hesitate, man. I, I love it. I love being able to put our experience out there. My experience in you beta five man and you know and get it out there. Let you know, let people know that we, we are here and we're in help. We're not a fad. We're not going nowhere. We're in our seventh year strong. I plan on us being around for about a hundred years long stronger after that. You know, your son, my my grandson, my son being members of you beta five somewhere down the line, because they'll be looking to do that. So that's the overall, you know, I, I'm looking at the future, you know, 50 right. years down the line. You know, someone else having this conversation talking about us. You know what I mean? So right here for you, yeah. brother. And and I tell you, everyone, the the links will be in the chat, so you guys 
can can get on the website. I I I hope and and pray that you guys get on the website. Any last tips? Any if you had to think of one tip to give the listeners and viewers um, of what to do or what they can do, especially if they get promoted to to something that they didn't really expect. What tip could you give, Michael? Oh, one tip. Um, like you said, just be just be genuine. Be be yourself. Um, never don't change because of the position you're in. Because the person you were is is how you got there. So don't let the position change you. Stay genuine. Stay true to yourself. You know, stick to your stick to your beliefs. Stick to your guns, and it will take you far. It may not make everybody happy. But it'll take you far because people will know exactly where you're coming from. They'll know exactly who the person is they're dealing with because they'll know who you are and they'll know you're a genuine person. I love it, man. You guys heard it from Michael. Don't let the position change you. You change the position where you guys know the deal. In a couple of weeks, I, if you're listening, of course, you can hear me. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me. But until next time, you guys know how how I sign off. God bless you. God bless your families and God bless your friends. Michael, be safe out there, my friend. Thank you, Mario. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to this most recent episode. And remember, you can listen and watch all of the previous episodes on my youtube channel the best way to connect to me and all of my social media is follow me on the parade deck that is www.paradedeck.com or you can click on the link in the show notes i'll see you guys soon